Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Combo Book Nation's The Pool List, where we talk all things comics all the time. I am your host, Matt Aguilar, and I've got an original group here, the original trio. We've been trying to make this happen for a minute. Uh, Kofi Outlaw, of course, is with us and joining us for the first time on The Pool List, Janelle Wheeler. What's up, everybody? Yay! I'm Yo, so excited up, to be part of the crew. Happy New Year! <laughs> I know! Happy New Year! It's still surreal. I haven't quite, it hasn't quite computed that it's 2024 yet. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, I very much so. I'm not quite there. I'm not ready. But uh, good news is comics waits for no one. And uh, there's some big books right off the top of the year, which is great for us because we have a lot to talk about. And we have a lot to talk about from both companies. We got one of each of the big two here. So uh, that's awesome. We're also going to be just to give you a little preview of the show. Uh, we're going to be jumping into a big Marvel book, a big DC book. Uh, maybe a rapid review or two, but we're also going to try out uh, a new fun thing, a new little format here for our big recommendations for the week from all three of us towards the end of the show. So jumping in first, let's uh, say we're going to jump into X-Men, which I know when Janelle, when I when this was the episode that was going to happen, I was like, oh, we're going to be talking about a big X-Men book. But this is one we've been talking about for a minute, uh, which is Follow the House of X number one. This is kind of kicking off the big, you know, third, this kind of third chapter uh, in this X-Men epic saga. And this is really the war uh, between, you know, the mutants and Orcus. And this kind of, some things have already been set in motion, but this book really kind of encapsulates everything. And from from here, it looks like it's going to be kind of full systems go. We're, we're in a war. And uh, I, you know, it's funny, me and, me and Kofi talk a lot about this, how house and powers were the books that launched the show in a lot of ways so it is interesting to kind of uh have the pull list in its early days and x-men is right at the right at the heart of it once again and but now we're seeing kind of the other end of this saga um for me i gotta say i mean i'm a everyone knows i'm a huge cyclops fan and sometimes the best cyclops moments are the quiet moments and i just there's some dialogue here that it's just like quintessential cyclops and i I think Jerry Duggan absolutely knocked that part out of the park. Um, it's a lot of formulating the team, but not in the way that you typically do so. Uh, and I just, I dug this. It kind of, it. I think this did a lot for me in terms of kind of getting me back into the swing of things and like kind of back into this this story to kind of see the, the mutants maybe bounce back a bit because man, they have just been stomped to the ground over the past like three, four, <laughs> four months. So a victory is nice. Uh, I, I can't wait really digging this book, but I guess what I, what I'm curious for, for Janelle specifically, how did you feel about this in terms of did this get you excited for like this, this arc in X-Men? Did it do anything to kind of sway you in that return? Then as far as Kofi goes, how do you feel about this being the beginning of this next, this kind of final chapter in the saga? I, I think my answer is going to be 
really dependent on what Janelle says. So I'm really, I'm really curious to hear her. I was going to say the same thing about you, Coco. Uh, oh we, <laughs> we are codependent. Um, I actually, I'm so grateful that you guys have crash course me through X-Men because I am not clueless anymore. I know what Hellfire Gala is. Um, I'm understanding the juxtaposition between mutants and humans. I know Orcus. Like, I don't feel like such a noob. And it really pays off once you put the work in to understand the entirety of what is happening and what led up to this. Um, it felt very high stakes for me, like in the courtroom and and where we were left off on the end of this book. So I am actually really pleasantly surprised at how much I loved this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. That was yes. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Kofi, how you feeling? Um, see, wow. Now, man, I Don't feel like on our parade, it's <laughs> passing in the night and like, this is going crazy. Um, so, yeah, like you said, we started this whole show. Comic Book Nation started when House of X and Powers of Ten came out. We were real, real big on this. But, um, yeah, you know, the Krakoa era has become this kind of weird thing amongst Marvel fans. Like, there's been this huge debate in Twitter over the last few weeks and things like that. But um, I liked this. Like, I think the writing, the art, all of it, so well done. But I, I just can't help but feel like this is the the quick kind of we're getting to the quick like, OK, we're going to wrap this all up kind of <laughs> of it all. Like all these kind of strands that have happened post sins of sinister timeline and how all the pieces have been moving in the various books like we've kept up with it. I know all of it. But even then, this feels like a kind of rushed just okay now the war's on we've been seeing all this planning all through the fall we saw like everybody's planning moving after the hellfire gala in summer here's the war but um i don't know it just felt kind of rushed but it 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 feels like yeah we are just kind of pushing through to the end of this and i'm gonna miss it and i don't know if that's because there's anything particularly wrong with this book or just my feelings about being a person who liked the Krakoa era and maybe not wanting to go through this and doing that, it's all possible. So, you know, there are big things that happen and there are some really cool scenes in here. Like, you know, uh, there's, I mean, just, we get this where Krakoa goes on the run, you know, like that's awesome. (laughs) That's a super dope. I mean, you take that group, like there's a, that's a super, that's a super dope thing that happens. But um, yeah, some of the things they bring back around also feel kind of muted. Like, it's been a long time since we saw that Orcus scientist lady get her husband, her husband get like, you know, taken out by the X-Men and her quest for vengeance and Nimrod and Omega Sentinel. And I feel like that could have used some more build up before we got here. But, you know, we're here and it's going to be a war. And, you know, we always say with mega crossovers and things like that, that the premise has to there has to be a simple premise to guide us through everything and, and kind of keep everything organized. And there is a simple enough premise here. It's a fight for survival. Orcus is trying to do this. The X-Men are trying to do that. And by the end of this book, we got some pretty high stakes, cool stuff that looks like it could come into play. So I'm not complaining too much. I think I'm just feeling the uh, bittersweetness of ending this era. I think you said that so well, because by the way, I'm I'm with you. I think because um, I, I really enjoyed this book, but I think I enjoyed this book. I had to kind of like uh, I had to compartmentalize how I feel about 
the overall this era ending because I adore this era. I the Krakoa era, and it's one of those things again. Like I, I know it's kind of it, it feels like it's becoming popular to take shots at it. And like you're you're seeing some of these things of like, oh, like I'll be glad when this is gone, this is gone. People like forget what the Xbooks were before this era started. They were in shambles, man. Like the Xbooks were, you know, just so people were apathetic. And that's the worst. That's the worst thing. At least if you hate it, you hate it. (laughs) But like, you know, there's people who hate new X-Men, you know what I mean? But like you felt a way about it. Those books before were just, there were some good things, but like overall people were just so kind of like, oh, we need something new. And the Krakoa era did that. And there's so many elements that I just want to see pulled over. I don't want to see just a clean slate thing. I want some of that stuff moved over because it was so good. And so I think this does the job it needs to of, okay, we are, we're, we're, we're moving out of the era. So we need to pull some things together to kind of set up that kind of next arc. And it did feel a little bit like some stories were a little more ready than others to move already into that. And some could have maybe used a little more big time, but I thought they did such a great job in this issue. And speaking to Janelle's point of like bringing it down to its base elements, you understand the conversation that Cyclops is having with her because it's one about grief. You understand, like it, it makes it clear, like, hey, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I don't remember what happened there, but like they they set up so many things in this book. And it gives people who maybe haven't read all those tie-ins and haven't been along for like the whole ride to jump in from here. And I think that's really hard when you're dealing with a story that's dense. So I, I got to give you know credit. Also, that fastball special sequence was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. That art right there, man. Like, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a couple moments in here. Uh, the Shadow Cat stuff. Like, uh, there's, there's a couple moments in here where you're just really like... I want to... How Ra's going. Yeah, I want to touch on something you got there, which is kind of like set up because there is a thing that this book does. And if you've been fo- following Duggan and like the, his kind of path through all this, you can start to tell what's happening in this book, which they're kind of slyly doing. This is we're getting a kind of blueprint of which elements of the Krakoa era we're going to be kind of keeping. Like there's a whole paragraph in here about mutant circuits, right? And about how they figured out how to make these circuits and how the fastball special is really the first one. And we said that like when Krakoa started, one of the coolest things about it was it distinguishing the X-Men and mutants as not being just like the Inhumans or um, whatchamacallit or the Eternals, like just superpower people. It's like, these powers that can work in tandem, that mutants can make circuits to in, take their powers, put them together and create these things. And that in a future, we see things like Rasputin 4 with uh, actual chimera mutants made up of different powers. And like, this was great stuff that made mutants unique, right? And so like, it's clear that they're going to be holding on to that. But at the same time, this book starts to put a little bit more of the color into it, the costumes into it, yeah. the kind of classic Marvelness in it and like by the end of it. And since we're having people watch live and the book's just coming out, I'm not going to spoil all that, but like you get imagery in here that is clear that we're also going back to more of a fun, colorful comic booky Marvel university X-Men, but with some of these Krakoa elements kind of mixed into them. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this quote unquote, follow the house, the X storyline plays out and, and the little clues we get about how, the X-Men are going to look 
by the time we get to like next summer in this from the ashes stuff, you know? And I caught you getting ex- excited, uh, Janelle. Does that, does, so like from here, like let's, when this kind of wraps and there yeah. is a new launch, they've already announced it. It'll be next year or sorry, it'll be this year. Oh my God, it's throwing me still. Uh, it'll be <laughs> later this year uh, where they're launching, kind of relaunching the X-Men brand. Uh, does this, when you kind of see more of this style and this mix, does that get you excited? Like, would you stay on? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I like, I, I really do feel like I'm not sure if we have any people that have not been following this from day one, but if you are kind of new to X-Men beyond like the animated series from the nineties and like the toys that I, you know, I just had like played with a Wolverine toy. I didn't actually read the books. You really like investing a little bit of time to <laughs> try to catch up is really important. And once you do that, it's kind of like you got to stay in it because <laughs> you probably will lose track of things. There's right. a lot going on. I mean, this is a whole different world. Like this is like the Avengers. Like it's a, it's a completely separate world and characters and they each have their intricacies and their relationships and their past and um, now that I have invested time and energy into it, I do want to keep it rocking. And I do love the punchy colors. And like, that's, those are, that's the X-Men that I kind of right. grew up on or that I was exposed to as a kid. So I love that. Yeah. There's some, some fun there. I'm excited. Oh, this makes me happy. All right. <laughs> well, this is good. We're going to move into uh, the most positive we've ever been about X-Men. I think here. so. I know. I was reading it and I'm like, I'm trying to get distracted here, but I am so in this. Like I, I was so sense. focused and I am very ADHD guys. I get very distracted by things. And whenever I'm in a book and I am actually like so deep into the story that I'm not realizing anything around me, that's how I know I'm into it. Like I love it makes it it makes it work oh i'm so yeah. happy so uh let's move into something uh with a different tone the much uh, actually it's it's crazy they're actually both similarly dark but they're just dark in different ways but batman uh 141 brings us to the finale to this mind bomb arc but what i will say is that it is not the finale of this story it's just the finale of this particular chapter uh in chip zadarsky's uh long batman run and uh, one of the things too if you've you know if you've stuck with the show for a while uh you know we have all three of us have raved about batman the night and man it was awesome to see so many pullbacks from the night like if you were reading this issue like there there's, you know, I, I saw so many little edit, editor's notes at the bottom of panels. Like, go check out Batman in the Night. It's like, yeah, this really felt like the first book. We've seen connections and we've seen obviously big tethers as far as characters and things. But this particular issue, even mostly than anything, uh, has been the biggest connection point between those two books. And it was awesome to see how well integrated and seamless all that was. There's a moment. Uh, with you know Dick Grayson later, that is awesome that you you learn some other things. Uh, I, but as the arc of the Zuran R, you know, taking over Batman and and failsafe was the big reveal uh, at the end, where you know essentially Zuran R now has a body and it's failsafe, and that is you know him into the world, and now they're separate people, him and Bruce Wayne. Um, I thought this was excellent. I was I was hooked from from beginning to end, and I and I think. The term finale is I, I was expecting more of a wrap up 
to certain things, and it really isn't at all. It's not a wrap-up to the Joker aspects of this story at all. In fact, it opens up a whole other <laughs> a whole other slew of of, uh, of stories there and, and issues to explore that. But then the failsafe and, and Zernar stuff is not closed at all. So really, like when it uses like the finale of this of this particular thing, I think that's a bit of a misnomer. But again, I adored it. I, I thought it was excellent. I was riveted all the way through. I'm excited to see what's next on both fronts. Uh, I just think there wasn't as much closure uh, as I thought going in. Again, that's not a bad thing, though. That's not necessarily a bad thing because I'm enjoying the story. Uh, do you think this delivered in the, you know, with that word? <laughs> Were you expecting more closure? And how did you feel overall about the story? Uh, let's start with Kofi. Oh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't think this was ever going to, I didn't think this was really going to wrap up here. So I don't think I was disappointed in that sense because there's been too many big things cooking and there were too many big things happening here for it to all wrap up here. So I didn't think that I thought this was the end of this arc. And in that sense, it is, I think what I loved about this arc and I'm trying to word, Oh wait, it's been a couple of days since this came out. Yeah. yeah, but, we're uh, good on this one. <laughs> yeah. But what I loved about this arc is it's like my favorite movie is seven and like, why is my favorite movie seven is because one of the biggest reasons is it's a movie where there doesn't have to be a happy ending where right. sometimes like the hardest things are. Yeah. The hero doesn't when things don't end well. I love those kinds of stories because they're more like life, you know? Uh, and this one is fascinating because Batman is repeatedly getting his butt handed to him in these battles. Right. And it's been building, for a time he's lost several kind of key battles against failsafe and but what he's doing and what chip zadarsky has kind of worked out so well here is it's keeping things simple on the surface like this whole issue is just a chase it's one chase but chip zadarsky does this thing where it's he works on multiple layers so well so yeah it's just a chase but this whole thing is essentially Bruce, like if this was a movie, it'd be just Bruce Wayne fighting himself. This is just Bruce and Batman having a fight in this weird kind of way. Because that's what Batman, that's what Zdarsky's Zer, uh, Zer, I can't ever say this name. Zer and R. Zer and R. Zer, the Batman, his Batman Zer is essentially just the bat. It's the Batman part of him that he's kind of like hyper focused into. And so, like, it's Bruce versus Batman, really, is what we're talking about in this story. And it's super duper interesting on that kind of psychological level. And, like, just getting to, like, seeing these different versions of Batman. And we're having this other fight later on in this book where it's Zer versus the other Batman Batmans, right? Like, so all And so all of this is working on this kind of crazy meta level of narrative when you really are playing about it like him kind of having who batman's been in these different incarnations in film and tv on comics and we're kind of addressing that in this fun comic booky way i think this issue convinced me personally that jorge jimenez's take on batman is going to be like one of the definitive takes on batman and i don't say that lightly like but it is this is like an all action comic book and it is amazing. Like I was like gripped into this when Batman's like just trying to steal a car and get away, like just the angles and like the way it's drawn. Like it is as tense as any like action thriller movie. And like, yeah, he is just nailing 
and just putting doing stuff with Batman and artwork and like yeah that whole sequence with the car and he just jumps out with the explosions like that oh artwork God. Is really good and he is making a definitive take on Batman and this every step we take with Chip Zdarsky's Batman I get more and more intrigued and he does something that was rare in comic books is like I genuinely not only want but like need to get to the next issue and be like what happens next like right, even yeah. when it's crazy like even when Batman wakes up in a whole new world without Batman even now that Zer has this robot body like and you know Batman has locked up with Joker like this is all stuff I need to know what happens next so we have said it. If you guys are just getting into the pull list, like we've been talking about how DC's Trinity comics, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman comics are all killing it right now. And yeah, the Batman side is is really holding up. And like you said, Zdarsky takes the time to build like a whole world of this. So we're getting characters from the night coming into this, building new relations like with Nightwing, expanding the mythos to those conversations. Like it's all getting wider and more interesting and yeah i'm loving it but, Janelle, what'd you think? i mean i could just sit here and listen to kofi cook on this i feel like he's stealing words out of my brain and it makes me so happy because he's so articulate <laughs> it's so good i mean yes you've wrapped up the entire feeling of this book this is a amazing book it's hard not to curse when talking about how great <laughs> this book is because it's like an adult awesome, just awesome book. <laughs> I'm trying not to curse. Um, the artwork is just phenomenal. Um, like if I even just like left out all the words, just looking at each graphic is just, it's the, the robot thing. That thing looks crazy. Like it is yeah. frightening. Um, and then just how, I don't know, I guess how the story kind of just comes together. It's just beautifully, um, paced. I think there weren't any like lulls. There wasn't too much talking. There was just enough talking. Um, again, I feel like I've been kind of in and out of this because we were really diving heavy into it. And then obviously the pull list started coming up and I've been a little bit out of it. So I had to catch up. I had to read three books to get, caught up to you guys. So it's kind of blending together for me, but in a beautiful way. I do get distracted. It is hard for me to read a couple books back to back to back. I like to yeah. take breaks or read them day, you know, every other day or something like that. But I I just like blasted right through all of them because the action was so good, the art is so good, the dialogue is so good, and it keeps me wanting to watch the story. It's like it's like your favorite show, you know, you're binge yeah. watching it. It's I feel like it's harder to binge view uh comics and this was not one of those this one was like easy breezy i just kept rolling right through um the you know the three latest books and it was great yeah and talk about backup stories that matter too yeah like the, the way they're yeah. they set those up and, and the vandal savage stuff and the you know previous two issues setting the stage for that in gotham fail safe and and you know zurinar in establishing the uh the leadership <laughs> Uh, the way things are going to go here. <laughs> I do have to shout out. It's funny, Janelle, that you mentioned, uh, you know, reading the other issues. There was an, yeah. We didn't get to talk about the last issue uh, at 40. And there's a moment in there that it's just amazing. I can't not shout out the Batman 66 chum moment where he's got the bat shield and it and it he's he it's like he's like, oh, I've got the bat shield. It's like perfectly done. And then on top of that, because it's Batman's mind. 
he makes it to where he has anti-bat shield razors. And for like any <laughs> fan of the original, or not the original, but the 66 show, which I adore, having him have like essentially anti-shark repellent spray in a in a comic that is in 2023 <laughs> at the time, because that was last issue. Phenomenal. Like it's just Chip Zdarsky is just like taking this to a ridiculous degree. And I I adore it. Uh Kofi, it seemed like did you have a note to add? I was just going to say that uh, I was re-scrolling as we were talking, and I think that this issue might be one of the single best illustrated, yeah, like Batman issues I've ever read. Period. Like just from yeah. start to finish. And like Morion every- colors, man. Like there's that uh, Janelle mentioned it. That fail-safe moment where he's coming out of the fire, out of the explosion. Like that's like. That's something out of a movie. Like, <laughs> like, I was just like, all I, and by the way, all I've done in reading Mind Bomb is go, man, I need a like max series of this. Yeah. Like, I, I need, agree. I need to see this. You've on been saying that like for Dude, a while. Night, the night yeah. too. I mean, start there. Crap. Yeah. Start well, no, there. Might be something for real. Yeah. Like, like and just is, build. Like, yeah, that'd be a great film. Like, I mean, just, yeah, it'd be amazing. But, uh, all right, I could go on all day about how many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, real quick, uh, because we we have something new we want to try out at the end of the show. Uh, just keep the rapid reviews quick this week. I just wanted to mention one book, uh, which is Neil Before Zod. Uh, that is, as the title implies, <laughs> all about Zod, but it's really all about Zod and his family. Zod has kind of set up shop. Uh, a planet that he can kind of call his own and rule as he sees fit. But there's also a very big father-son element. Uh, As you might imagine, Zod is not the best parent. Um, Even though culture, you know, culture for him dictates he raise uh, a a son a certain way, uh, it's not going so well. It's not going so great. Uh, And we, we, I had the chance to talk to uh, writer Joe Casey all about those aspects of the book, what's kind of coming next. Uh, so you'll be able to check out that interview uh, on the website very soon, hopefully today, if not tomorrow, but I'm hoping it goes up today. So uh, just check that out. Always keeping the comic content flowing here. All right. So before we move to our next thing, we're going to do a quick thing of record pass. So for Janelle, this is the first time you've done this. We essentially give each of our two main books a thumbs up or a thumbs down working on the, the middle Somewhere in the middle, but for now it's very binary. Like it's <laughs> it's it's up or down. Uh, so for um, let's start with the X Men: Fall of the House of X, number one. Kofi, what say you? Yay or nay? Um, obviously it's hard to do this for in the context of new readers, but uh, for anybody who's been kind of started with House of X, even if you've fallen off, I suggest yes. I would recommend jumping on for this finale story. Thumbs up. Like, uh janelle thumbs up thumbs down what you saying what you feeling big big thumbs up this is definitely an x-men uh issue that i very very much enjoy oh man across the board so i'm gonna go thumbs up too because man this was dope this was, was great, the only one that issue. actually did the thumbs up come on guys you did okay so okay i'll make sure to wrap on the next one i, I that's that's my fault i should i should have totally no, done that Batman number 141. Uh, let's go, Janelle. What did you think? Thumbs oh up, my gosh. Thumbs two thumbs up. Oh, there it is. It's beautiful. And it it looks, the two thumbs up look great with a cover. Oh man, that cover <laughs> rules. Kofi, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Most enthusiastic thumbs up I got this week. Boom. And for me, yes, it is easy. I am with Janelle. Double thumbs up. 
there repping the thumbs. Um, so uh, moving into our new section. So instead of rapid fire reviews uh, this week, we wanted to do something where we give you the books that we want you to like go to the store, head out there. If you can only pick a couple books, here's the books that we enthusiastically recommend. Obviously, we just talked about two great books uh, in the main, in our kind of main chat. We from our thumbs up across the board, obviously recommend those, but just we want to put it into a bite-sized form. So uh, for me, I'm going to kick this off with my two recommendations. Uh, Vengeance of the Moon Knight, number one. This was following up, obviously, on the death of Moon Knight uh, in the last kind of series finale, and this picks things up. Uh, if you're a fan of Moon Knight, you must read this book. It is fantastic. And talk about artwork. My God, it is beautiful, sets the status quo moving forward, and Reese is a boss. Uh, next up, I'm going to go Ranger Academy, staying close to my Power Rangers roots here. Number four. Uh, this book is so charming. I'm, I'm not kidding. This book is so delightful, and it's really just about friendship. There's a group of three characters in this book that I just, I don't know how you can read four issues of it and not just adore them. So I heartily recommend this. The Ranger aspects are coming into the book as well. Uh, Kofi, what, uh, what is your recommendations here? Um, I knew the assignment, but I, I couldn't break from the ones we picked. I had to go with Batman 141. That one is just so good. I'm seeing comments about the hate. I don't know what's going on on Reddit. And frankly, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But for me, as a longtime Batman comic and multimedia fan, what Zdarsky has done pulling together this mythos into something interesting and taking ideas like the Batmans are and making it into a legitimate, frightening arch nemesis and essentially Batman himself is just great stuff. Loving this book. Highly recommend everybody go out and at least get these three mind bombs and read this arc. It is fantastic stuff. All right. Did you have a second one? Um, no, I'm going to stop there. I think oh, I'm not, okay. I think I'm just going to focus on one. If I'm recommending people, <laughs> to buy something like, yeah, this is fair the one. enough. Perfect. Uh, Janelle, what are your two recommendations? Yes. So when I was tasked with this, I was trying so hard to find books other than what we read. Uh, so the issues that I'm recommending are actually quite family friendly. So if you are looking for that, um, I think these are a great start. I'll start with Dr. Strange number 11. Uh, this is really cute. Uh, strange and clear talking about possibly what it would be like to start a family together and the shenanigans that they get into at a carnival. It's just lighthearted and it's beautiful. Um, and I think, I think that it could be a family read. It could be a, I think, you know, sometimes strange can get, you know, timey, wimey, wibbly, wobbly. It's easy to follow. It's cute. There's a little baby in it. And, uh, I feel like it's a good time. And my second pick is Sonic the Hedgehog number 68. If you are a gamer, especially like myself, I grew up playing Sonic. Uh, this is just so darn cute. It teaches a really valuable lesson, um, you know, from Tails and Sonic, and they even shout out Knuckles in there. Uh, they find a little lost land, and um, the exploration is really lovely, and the creature that they meet is lovely, and how they honor that creature in the end is it has a really nice payoff. So I think that'd be a fun one to read with the kiddos, or even yourself if you're nostalgic like me. 
Perfect. Amazing. So that gives you a well-rounded group. That is your recommendation this week. We will do this every week moving forward and definitely want to hear what you picked up at the comic store as well. Uh, so that brings us to a close here uh, at the pool list. Thank you so much for number one. Happy New Year. It is 2024. I will have to acknowledge it at some point in time. Uh, thank you so much for making uh, the first few episodes of The Pool List in 2023 uh, a success. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, if you if there's things you want us to cover in the future, please let us know. And uh, thank you for all the support. So until next week, peace. Peace.